0: Hello out there, everyone in radio world. My name is John Driscoll Hopkins, and I'm the bass player for the Zac Brown Band. I'm going to be sharing my story. Are you here?
1: Yippee! Ladies and gents, welcome to the Paul Leslie Hour. This episode features an interview along with acoustic and vocal performances from Grammy winner John Driscoll Hopkins, founding member of the Zac Brown Band. And you're gonna hear an intimate, entertaining episode with this gentleman, known to many as Hop. You can see John Driscoll Hopkins and the rest of the Zac Brown Band live on the Sun Goes Down 2024 tour with Kenny Chesney, Megan Moroney, and Uncle Cracker. See com for more information. Hey, keep in mind that we've presented unique, compelling content like this to people just like you for more than 20 years and you can support independent media and help us just go visit thepaullesley.com slash support and we be thanking you and with that let us hear from John Driscoll Hopkins this was recorded at Hop's house in the fall of 2009 making it veritable vintage come on Let's listen together.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, we're joined here in the home of Mr. John Driscoll Hopkins. Thank you so much for doing this. It's a great pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you for coming. Who
0: is John Driscoll Hopkins? I'm a musician, I'm a producer, I'm a songwriter and a singer, a father and a husband and a hard-working Neanderthal.
2: <laughs> it's not often that I get to interview people from Gainesville. Yeah. Better not make fun of Gainesville.
0: Right. Well, it, it's, it's an easy target, but it's a great place to grow up. It's a smaller smaller town. Not a, not too small, but a, a great place to grow up. And we spend a lot of time on the lake and, and camping and hiking and, and everything about Gainesville is a, is a fond memory for me.
2: So tell us a little bit about how the music bug bit you.
0: I've been singing since i was able to talk i guess after choir and i was heavily involved in choir both at grace episcopal church and first baptist church after that i guess high school took over and and my my drama director pam ware was very instrumental in, in instilling a positive work ethic and a very strong theater program we did a lot of singing and musical theater and straight theater and all kinds of different stuff and that parlayed into a theater degree from Florida State and a band I was in down there uh, helped me just continue to play and sing. And, and I just never looked back after graduation. So just kind of started started in school and in church and, and ended up uh, on
2: stage. Can you remember the first time you started to venture into the songwriting realm?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, aside from writing poems in in a tent when I was five with my parents, The first actual song that I wrote was in fifth grade. I just started taking piano lessons, and I wrote a melody and put some lyrics to it. And my teacher at the time, Martha Stratton, she went crazy over it. And so she arranged it with a bigger piano arrangement. She got the fourth and fifth grade students, because by the time we got this all figured out, I was in sixth grade. So we got the fourth and fifth graders, one of which was my brother, to sing in the the chorus and sing the, the lyrics the rest of the sixth-grade class played the harmonicas and the pianicas and the bells, and, and Mrs. Stratton played the, the piano part that she had arranged for it. And we performed my first original song and when I was in sixth grade at Fair Street Elementary. That was kind of the first one, and, and uh, after that, it was some, some writing in high school and college and just continuing on through that, that process.
2: You make your living now as a professional musician...
0: Has, I have done that for yes, almost twenty years. So
2: yeah. So has there ever been anything else that you envisioned? Well,
0: you know, like like most eighteen-year-olds who first go to school, you're not really sure exactly what you want to do. I, I considered going into medicine. I tried to tried to study business, and just was was not really interested in, in studying all the the numbers. And I considered a, a career a, in young life. I had a lot of interests. Music just kind of dominated and took over, even, even over theater, which my degree was in. But it was, it was the kind of thing where you'd make the decision to either perform something that someone else wrote or perform something that you wrote. And when you're writing and performing your own material, there's really no comparison to the gratification that you can get from people enjoying it and changing someone's day for the better because of it.
2: You have a song called Embracing Grace. Tell all the listeners about that song.
0: This is a tune that I wrote for my wife before we were married. I, I was able to uh, get her to move up here from South Florida and and come be with me. And uh, we this is kind of our story. A long time friendship and a, and many years had gone by since we had seen each other. And this is a story about our reunion. It's called Embracing Grace. <laughs>
3: Welcome, my dear. I'm glad you're here. I see you changed your hair. How many years? How many tears? Man, I wish I could have been there. Time has been kind. You never left my mind. I didn't know that you still care If you are free Come sit down with me Pull up a chair I have been loved I have been shoved Gave it all I had That we spend shouldn't make us feel so bad. I see that you have had your share of blue. Life is too short to be sad. I'd like to do it again. I see your face Darling I know Everywhere I go Has left me with an empty Space so Now I come home Now I find love i found you I can see ahead makes me smile from ear to ear your body's so warm with you in my arms gone is every single fear I was so blind now you rule my mind my clouded eyes and Make me whole Through to my soul
2: is with Mr. John Hopkins of the Zac Brown Band. Mr. Hopkins, what is it you like about music? Everything.
0: The focus changes, you know, often when, when something new is discovered. When you've started spending so much time with people who are, who are so good at what they do musically, and you've had lots of successful shows in terms of performance went well, the crowd response was great, at some point I think it, it became the crowd response the audience being the the thing that really grabs me and makes me excited about it which which also goes back to the theater thing and, you know if you've got people that are that are interested in listening to what you're doing and what you have to say there's really no bigger high than that for me I love to sing I love to arrange and produce and write it, it makes it all worthwhile when there's somebody there that really appreciates it enjoy and enjoys it
2: Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking with John Hopkins of the Zac Brown Band. Now, you play the bass. I do. With the Zac Brown Band. Why the bass? That's what we needed
0: at the time. My first stringed instrument that I ever owned was a bass. It was a Yamaha RBX 300. I got it when I was 16 for Christmas. I think I played it two weeks later in a show with my high school band. And I'm sure it was horrifically bad Something I've never actually put down. I spent a lot a long time playing acoustic guitar and, and singing, you know, just to accompany myself. But the bass was it was an easy decision to pick back up. There were, there were two reasons at the time it became my instrument. First of all, I was playing in a in a play called Lost Highway, which is the life of Hank Williams Senior. Uh, so I was playing a lot of upright bass, and I had I had put my hands on the bass a lot more frequently because of that. And then Zach came to the studio and said, you know, he wanted to track this tune. And so we started working on the first version of toes in about Oh five, he had just lost his bass player. And so he was said, if you need, if you know of anybody, let me know. And I said, well, I certainly will, but I'll sit in until you find somebody. And about a month after that, I I decided, you know, if they would have me, then I would stay. That's kind of why the bass.
2: So tell us a little bit about Zach Brown, how you met him in the first place and i want to know why do you think this band has become so popular
0: i met zach in at cj's landing in buckhead in 98 or something like that one of those i was running the open mic there on tuesdays and he was probably 20 and he showed up with a buddy of his and they played some songs and did a great job And i didn't see him for another year or two after that He he went he moved to florida and back and when he came back, he was ready to do a, a new record. So we went in the studio and, and did the Homegrown album at my place. After that was done, I would go check on him at, at Dixie Tavern once in a while. Where he was still playing. In, even then, in oh three, oh two, he was slaying it at Dixie. Nobody was bringing in the crowds that he was. I mean, you know. So his rise to notoriety or fame has been a slow long process but he has had big crowds for years before we we started you know doing big radio shows and things like that jimmy joined in late 04 and i joined in early 05 and i think that jimmy and i being band leaders ourselves helped to kind of push you know like start saying we need to start playing bigger clubs and and get the word out there and we went we got we got you know a bunch of new merchandise we got a new vehicle we got some new gear we got in-ear monitors and just started really going for it that's when things started to really kind of turn a turn a corner
2: i was hoping you could tell us as a musician about your influences and i should also note for all you people out there that mr hopkins is also a broadcaster he has a podcast show which i enjoyed very much called under the influence tell us a little bit about your influences because you're the one that's normally asking that question yeah well in that podcast also
0: i know i know we have two up we should have three up the first one was Wyatt Durrett, the second one was clay cook and the third one should be chris fryer it's in the works but i haven't checked the site to see if it's up yet I plan to do the whole band, and then do get the whole band to interview me. So my, I will be the last of this band, and then hopefully I'll stretch out into Levi and Sonya and Nick and some of the guys we run across on our on our travels. You know, it'd be great to get you know one of these big superstars that we run into to, to hang out after a show and and do a, an under the influence. It's basically the show is twelve of your mo- most influential songs, and I arrange for us to enjoy your favorite. Adult beverage, and as we become more under the influence of that beverage, we continue to discuss the influences of of the songwriter or the musician. I've lost your other question. What was it?
2: The other question was, and this is kind of going to be a teaser for when that under the influence comes out, featuring. Uh, What are are my influences? Yes. What are yours?
0: I gotta say one of my number one influences and this this is probably because i was 17 and the the first time i heard it it floored me is and remains the indigo girls out of stone mountain they are dynamically incredible they're amazing singers amazing writers and i think it was one song in particular called love's recovery that really made me decide if i'm able to i want to write songs like that probably one of my biggest influences other than that Singers across the board. Steve Perry from Journey. When I was in high school, was a big influence on me. I got into a, a lot of the like the progressive rock, like U two and REM. Back in the day, were, were big influences on me. Both great singers. I, I know that even as far back as my dad's like eight track player in the Cadillac was like marty robbins gun like gunslinger favorites and kenny rogers some old old country with just um really unique voices and that's always been a big draw for me as a a good singer
2: we don't want to reveal everything but what's the cocktail going to be
0: beaming water (laughs) tall the jaeger back i'm sure oh okay but it'll be fun because i'll get everybody in the band and to just kind of hang out with me in the in the bus or something and we'll all have the same thing and it should be interesting
2: when somebody goes to see the Zach Brown band what is it that you hope the listener gets out of the experience of the concert
0: I hope that they just have the best time of their life you know I, there's a lot of anticipation these days for our shows in that we have three singles that have been on the radio so people always want to hear those and, and we always play them but we have a lot of other material that, that sometimes takes the listener by surprise. It, it's not country. It's not as southern sounding. Some of it is more aggressive rock stuff. Some of it's kind of jam band-ish. Some of it's kind of islandish. If they have the record, they're going to hear a lot of stuff from the record. But we, we do have new tunes that, that we keep throwing out. That's never going to stop. You know, we're constantly writing new songs. So probably the, the the biggest thing that I want them to take from the show is that is that they were surprised, that they were, you know, pleasantly surprised that with, with the diversity and, and that it was a show that they haven't seen anywhere else.
2: In your Under the Influence that you did with Clay Cook, you were recording the thing at Kid Rock's place. Yeah. So I have to ask, you guys get to meet a lot of interesting people. Indeed. Out on the road. Is there one that's been a favorite?
0: I don't know, man. I think Kid Rock might be my favorite. He's he's down to earth. He's really really easy to to hang out with. He was very hospitable. We just drove the bus up to his you know his land out there and and parked by the studio and. Recorded all day and and all the next day and hung out in the pool and you know just real cool. Everybody we've met has been cool. All the guys from Keith Urban's band were very very accommodating and nice. All the guys from Kenny Chesney's band have been very accommodating and nice. We've hung out with Kelly Pickler a lot. She's very sweet. Julian Huff has been out with us before. Everybody that we've run into, James Otto, all these country folks have been very cool. And I haven't we haven't run across a single one that has been rude or unaccommodating or prima donna-ish or anything like that everybody's been very cool
2: we're joined by our special guest mr john driscoll hopkins of the zach brown band now you have a song called lazy man tell us about that song
0: lazy man's an older song but it's one that folks who who know my material continue to ask for uh, originally written in in a more disgruntled state of mind about one of my best friends but now people seem to relate to it as one of their own kind of anthems, I've heard from a few a few buddies of mine that they say that's me, man. I'm that guy. So take it as you will. This is called Lazy Man, and it's it's an older tune, but but one that I really enjoyed enjoyed playing and singing.
3: Should it matter, it doesn't affect you. i got my feet propped up, nice chilly brew. So turn your head, it doesn't affect you. so soaking up the afternoon can't see a single car on Monroe Street so I why? widen my smile to the ladies passing through why should you care It doesn't affect you doesn't affect you doesn't affect you Turn the other way Sure, there might be a couple of little projects just for me But I can't see a reason to leave my chair you feel right comfortable sitting right here Sure, you say there's things to be done and people to see But somebody else is always there Indifference difference is deadly, but I don't care Should I waste my time on worthless despair? Now, forget it. it. Doesn't affect you. So, leave me alone. I didn't do anything wrong. I'll just unplug my phone and keep on drifting. Cause it's not my concern got nothing left to learn, it's my time to burn, it doesn't affect you, it doesn't affect you, it doesn't affect you, turn the other way. Doesn't affect you. Doesn't affect you. Doesn't affect you. Turn the other way. Doesn't affect you. Cause nothing affects you. Turn the other way.
2: There's something I want to really, really promote on this special and in all the specials in this series. There's a gig coming up, and it's going to be on October 30th. Yep. And it's going to be at the fabulous Fox Theater. Indeed. And everybody can visit ZachBrownBand.com, and that's Z-A-C-BrownBand.com. Tell us about that gig.
0: Well, we're we're scheduled to be recording a DVD for that show. We have... Lots and lots of really big artists that will be there to come support us and help us. The gig is for the renovation of the Georgia Theater in Athens. A good friend of mine from Gainesville, Will Green, owns the Georgia Theater. And it burned over the summer, which was a horrible, horrible news to hear. Luckily, no one was hurt. But the shell is still intact, so the brick structure is still there. It will look the same from the outside, but the inside will be completely updated and renovated. That is not going to be covered by all the insurance that was required to keep the theater open. So we are going to hopefully be able to make a a sizable contribution to to that historic building uh, in the great city of Athens, Georgia. That's the, the reason that we're the ticket prices are $100. Right. That's the reason that we're doing the DVD. That's the reason that we have so many guests coming out. It's going to be absolutely incredible. We're doing a whole rehearsal the day before just to prepare for that one show, just to get all the cameras set and everything. It's going to be outrageous.
2: Is there anything on the horizons with Mr. John Hopkins or the Zach Brown band other than that gig?
0: There's always something on the horizon. We're going to be at the CMAs in November. November two weeks after that gig, which I think, I think we're slated to play for that. So we're going to be playing on, on TV for that, which will be super. We've got some more television talk shows and our whole, our whole Southern ground tour is slated through the rest of the fall and the winter, just super busy with that. And we get to get to come home for a couple of days here and there. We're, we're talking about being involved in a movie that's coming out. Just some really cool stuff on the horizon. Ladies and
2: gentlemen, you're hearing it first here. I have two final questions before we part. What is your all-time favorite meal?
0: I think I had it last night. There's a, there's a place here in, in town called Top Spice over in Tocco Hill Shopping Center, and it's Thai. Their Massaman curry chicken, medium spicy, is the bomb. And my wife and I had that for dinner last night. It's really, I think, definitely now or these days my favorite. And that chicken coconut soup, yeah, hard to beat that
2: i'm a big curry fan myself. shout out to top spice right on my final question this broadcast is going out all over the world what would you mr john driscoll hopkins like to say to all those people that are listening in thanks
0: thanks for being a part of it and thanks for listening and and searching out the musicians and the and the music that you that you that makes you happy and without the listeners and without the people who are who are there supporting us we wouldn't have a job you know we say that a lot on stage and it's 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 very true thank you
2: thank you Mr. Hopkins pleasure pleasure to do this interview my pleasure thank you
1: we thank you and appreciate you dropping in for the Paul Leslie hour today you know you can help the Paul Leslie hour in our mission to provide independent media content like this by visiting slash support We truly thank you. This is your announcer speaking. Performance of the entertainer intro song and Corina Corina outro song courtesy of John Premorano. Well, that's it for today. So until next time, be safe and be good.